Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Self-Help Shark, and my name is Brett, and we have... Morgan! Yeah, she's back from last week. Yes. She was gone last week. Yeah, life is a journey, and it has brought me back here to rejoin you again. Yes. yes. So what are we talking about this week, Brett? Uh, career choices, and how your path could be stagnant or changed significantly. Oh, gosh, I feel like I need a shot of tequila for this conversation. Wait, so, um, the reason we're talking about this subject is because I had a big life, career, choice, change thing, and now I find myself being like, well, this part of my life might not be a good fit anymore, so what should I do differently? And now I get to be part of the journey where it's like I'm applying for new jobs and exploring what I like and what I don't like. And that starts tomorrow for me after just shit happening in my life. And yeah, so I'm here to kind of give those of you who have who need a little help with your career choices because I'm, I'm entirely sure that somebody else in the world has had this problem like me in the last week. And has to redefine their whole career choices. Like, um, I, Brett had a good idea about this podcast and saying, you know, what was it that you wanted to be when you were a little kid? I was like, well, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a teacher. And as a 26-year-old woman, I don't know now. And that's a really depressing feeling. So that's kind of what I'm going to cover tonight is, you know, how to deal with things changing and expectations and all that jazz. Yeah, and I'm going to discuss on how uh, your path could just change at any moment with a blinket of an eye, and mainly, be and it might not be something as drastic as someone saying you suck at this, but it also could be at a point where, so where you're feeling your not heart and soul is not into what you're doing for a living, and I'm going to pop you up with a crazy statistic. 76% of Americans hate their job. That does not surprise me at all. And only 24% of Americans enjoy their job. Why, are millionaires living in Tahiti? Because I feel like a millionaire living on an island somewhere would really love like being a millionaire on an island. I feel like that's the part of the 20% that actually likes their jobs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah 24%. Oh, it excuse has me. It has increased. In like the last 10 seconds? Uh, no. Doesn't surprise me if it, if it is. <laughs> yeah, and also fifty percent of Americans, as a study uh, just came in uh, last week at some point, uh, I read it in a news article that uh, fifty percent of Americans uh, are looking towards to be more entrepreneurs than working for a company. Well, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because, like, if you're an entrepreneur, you can be your own boss and your own man or woman or Apache helicopter if you want. Oh, by the way, side note, so we celebrated Remy's birthday last weekend, and we all had a couple drinks, and so we were talking about somebody, some, what was it, like, some Swedish woman who identifies as a man, and I don't know. Yeah. But so I finally understood the Apache helicopter reference. And I got to see the lady man thing. Oh, she's a Canadian person. It's like a Canadian woman that identifies yeah. as a man and is an Apache helicopter. And I'm sitting here like, what? And then the friends that I was there, like, they, she literally did that to prove a point that Canada, Canada's, like, political system lets you do that. And I'm just like... Looks jacked up. 
And I'm just like, what? But anyway, so... <laughs> so... So, I, so this... I can't even remember her name right now because yeah. I was not completely sober for that, but I remember her face. Even a woman who's a man who identifies as an Apache helicopter can go start their own job. And that's amazing. Like, I think Brett's been trying to do some stuff. Um, yep, not discussing that right now. That is fully disclosed until I announce it. I can't just say you're working on stuff. Yeah, I can work. Uh, yeah, I'm working. I'm working on yeah, starting I, my own business. I wasn't but. gonna say any more than that. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> you're like but. he's like finger gunning me like shut the fuck up. I'm like I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, uh, in the last three years, I've had a lot of different jobs just because I'm like, what do I want to do? What do I want to figure out with my life? And I can absolutely understand how people are like, I'd rather work for myself and be my own boss rather than work for somebody who's like, you gotta stay late tonight or you gotta come in early or whatever the situation is. So I can definitely see how people want to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. And also, I also a lot of like, and I think the other big reason for entrepreneurs, like this is all opinion and hypothetical and you could crucify me at the stake or whatever you decide to do for me saying this, but... I think that's Christian and, like, witchcraft referencing. Because <laughs> you don't crucify people at the stake. You, you crucify them on the cross or you burn them at the stake. <laughs> I think that's pagan, actually. <laughs> if you're going to be crucified or stabbed or lynched, you got to get the belief system down. Well, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm particular about that stuff. I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, you're not being crucified at a stake, sir. That's not how it happens. But I want my stake medium, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Were uh, you waiting for that punchline the entire time? No. Okay. I just came up with that. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, I think a lot of people really want to be entrepreneurs because uh, we have an overabundance of people with college education that are getting stuck into like the corporate world and they're not being paid what they should be based on their college degree. Uh, but I also, but also I don't think anyone is um, entitled to that high pay either. And I feel like their hard work and experience should, uh, should be also intrigued with that. And I believe those people that are working hard and have their college degrees in a corporate setting, they're not moving up in the corporate world very, um, like, say, I'm, and I'm not talking about, like, in corporate offices. I'm talking about in the stores, like Walmart, Burger King, Taco Bell, Walmart. And they're easily overlooked because they have so many employees and they're just kind of like another number. So I think, um, so that's what I think that we, in America, we're not having enough jobs and positions for those um, college graduates and it, and it doubles triples and quadruples every single year because more and more more and more people just graduate well yeah and so I agree with that I think that there are people with master's degrees in like anthropology that it's like what are they gonna do that with that in like Idaho you know yeah. like what are they gonna do with an anthropology degree in Kansas? And so they're forced to work at, like, minimum wage places like McDonald's, but then you have issues where minimum wage gets raised, so, like, people in education who make, like, 12 bucks an hour, because that's all people can afford, and McDonald's people are making more than them, and it's like, what? And so I think kind of what Brett's point is, is it's kind of an unfair balance in the system, and that kind of leads people to be like, well, 
what do I need to be doing differently? And is this really the career path that I want to go on? And so for me, I thought I was in the right field and I have no idea anymore. I, I mean, I have ideas of what I like to do, but I'm just like, I had like a plan in mind and I'm sure everybody feels this way too. Like I had a plan in mind. I was like, this is going to happen by the time I'm 30. And then you wake up one day and you're like, oh, apparently that's a nope. Okay. And so now... Like, what I find is helpful when you're, like, really frustrated and you're like, well, I thought I was good at this. Like, what happened is don't beat yourself up because you thought you were good at something and then you're not so sure anymore. It's it's life telling you to take things with a grain of salt and be like, you know, just because you thought you were going to be really good at construction and you hate construction and you'd rather be, like, in photocopying or something, I have no idea, but, like, uh, one thing I've learned is you just got to take life in strides. If you're not meant to be a receptionist and you want to do construction, then that's okay. And not everybody's meant for every job and not to beat up on yourself about it. If you're like, I was, I should be in this. I'm really good at this. And then it's like, eh, I don't know, you know? So just take life in strides and try not to beat yourself up when it doesn't work out. Yeah, most definitely. And, Especially if you're working at like, like your your regular re- retail store or your regular, uh, or just like your regular fast food joint, and if you're like, I have this great idea and I feel like I should be, um, a marketer or a police officer, firefighter, or anything like that, uh, I just want to let you know that go like just. Get, go after that goal and then along that point at some time you realize this is not meant for me that's okay because you can just go back to that shitty job you have and think of something else to do because because I don't care what anybody says there is a lot of jobs out in the job market that's just at your retail store just at your fast food joint to at least get you going and pay the bills yep and you know it's okay. Nobody finds the right job, the right career their first time. So, little side story. So, my dad, he's born and raised um, where we live in Colorado. And so, he went to college. He's like, I really like journalism. So, we went and got a journalism degree and all this other stuff. And he wasn't good at it. So, then he's like, well, maybe it's a school. So, we went to a different school where he met my mom. And um, he was like, well, journalism. And then Something kept telling him, well, I'm not very good at it, but I like the idea of it. So he took a couple computer science classes and coding and all that jazz, and he loved it. And, I mean, he didn't get into it right after college. Like, he and my mom got married and eventually had me, and they were working, like, three jobs and living in my grandparents' basement. But my dad was going to school and doing and getting his degrees, and now he works in, um, now he works in downtown Denver as... A project manager and he has an office that overlooks the entire city and I'm like damn son so if you're and I always like to think of like Oprah and like all these other people and like I can picture like half of the SNL cast who are like I wasn't successful before and now I am I can't think of any of their Amy Poehler is one of them if you're ever like dang I'm going nowhere with my life I've got nothing it's like just think about this like, Tina Fey was working in a YMCA at 23 and, like, I think living in her car or some shit. And Oprah was, like, 
fired from something. And now, oh, and then Michael Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, just because you're not successful now doesn't mean you're not going to find it. And mm. like my own boyfriend, he struggles with his job sometimes. And so he's just like, he gets frustrated. He's like, well, this is what I don't want to be doing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you know, you're going to figure out what you want to be doing, what you do to feel successful. And it takes time. So my long story short is um, even famous people have failed and don't beat yourself up if you don't get um, what you want right away. Oh, and uh, Brett's got like a people <laughs> who have failed before success. Yeah. And J.K. Rowling, she went and like taught English in like Mexico or New Mexico, had like married some dude, and then he left her and a baby, and then she was living out of her car, and and like nine different publishers shot her down before somebody finally was like, you know, Harry Potter looks good. Yeah. And I'll shut up so you can tell the rest of them. <laughs> I'm curious about yeah. Dwayne Johnson. So so my biggest thing is that when it comes to, like, uh, because I know the biggest thing that's, like, when it comes to picking a career path or it, there's a lot of, like, a scared feeling of not having any security or anything like that. But Newsflash, even the current job you have has no job security. Because that corporation could come in at any time and say, we're closing down. Goodbye. That's kind of morbid, y'all. But it's true, though. I mean, it's look true. At Sears, look at what happened to Toys R Us. Look, look what is happening at Sears right now, where a bunch of stores are just closing down with, like, no warning at all. Just saying, we're closing down shop and adios. Well, it doesn't help that even when, when Toys R Us had clearance, their, like, average board game was, like, 50 bucks. And it's like, really? 50 bucks for shooting yeah. matters? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, no parent's going to pay for that shit. Yeah. And that's what, and, and that's what I'm, like, wanting to address that. Even though it might seem like you have job security for ten years, that in that ten years that might go away. So if there's a career path you really want to go after, you go choose. And if you just want to make up excuses for yourself, um, there's a lot of things that I've heard a lot of people tell me that I can't do this because I'm poor. I can't do this because I'm this. And to me, and my person, my personal choice that I feel like being poor is a choice. Being stagnant in a job you don't like is a choice. And the thing that helped me kind of realize that is I went online and I looked up um, a bunch of different people that are, are um, very successful. And and they literally have failed before they succeed multiple times. Can I read those? But, There's like four of them that I haven't heard of. Oh Stephen yeah. King, I know. I'm, I'm going to read them now. Can I read, can I read Dwayne Johnson's? Yeah, you can. Okay, thank you. Um, Jim Carrey, he grew up so poor he had to drop out of high school Jeez. to help his mother support his family. And then um, on his first stage of stand-up, he was booed off. And then he also, the first time he um, auditioned for Saturday Night Live, he also, they told him he wasn't funny. Yeah, see, people so, are morons. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jay-Z, the famous rapper, he got turned down by every single record label. Is that Beyonce's husband yeah. thing? Yeah. Are they married? I think so. I don't know. They're, like, together all the time. Anyways, yeah, yeah Jay-Z But Jay-Z, um, his first, uh, every record label turned down his, uh, his rap album, and then he created his own record company, produced his own album, and then went platinum that year. Shit. Yeah. Like... I think the lesson here is people are stupid yeah. and have poor judgment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, he grew up dirt poor, 
Uh, and then as a teacher, he still wasn't able to make ends meet. Jesse was a teacher? Stephen King was a teacher, yes. Oh, you didn't say Stephen oh, King. Oh, Stephen King, yeah. Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. Jay-Z is a teacher now, like, by all means. Well, yeah, he no, helps, you, it just teaches. got confusing because you're like, yeah, so oh. this person got, it's like, are we talking about Jay-Z again oh, being no. a teacher? What? No, okay. but yeah. So, okay, Stephen King is So a we're jumping off Jay-Z, going, talking about Stephen King. Okay. Uh, he grew up dirt poor, and, um, and as a teacher, he was still even able to not be able to make ends meet, and he also wasn't being... Uh, like even like super fulfilled with that because even when he was teaching he was still writing short stories for a bunch of journals and magazines just to and he was just selling those to those so he could just have extra money coming in just to get by mm -hmm. colonel sanders if you think you are too old to succeed and think of something new think again colonel sanders was at the age of 62 before he pitched his recipe to kfc like pitched his recipe to get the KFC brand going. That's kind of fantastic. 62 years old, it took He's her. dead now, isn't he? Uh, I think so. Okay. I believe so. Um, Walt Disney, um, he even felt miserably the first um, time. I wrote a report on him <laughs> in my yeah. senior high school. He, like, grew up. He, like, did all this shit. He, like... Um, his first animated studio uh, went bankrupt. Yep. And then he went bankrupt, I think, like, five or six times trying yep. to make Walt Disney World. And yep. then... There's some river country thing that's like a ghost town now. That's I don't know where it is in Florida, but it's like that. Point is, he failed like fifty percent of his stuff before he was successful. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Walt Disney is like a mastermind at animation. Yes. He like, is. like his artwork is um, profound and recognizable worldwide. Like it doesn't even need a caption. Like people will know exactly where it was from. Mickey Mouse Man. Yeah, and he went bank, and he and he and he failed to run his own first animation studio. Like, think of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, Sir James Dyson. Yes, that was his name. Uh, he uh, he's the guy that created the Dyson vacuum. And once again, oh. if you think you're too old, think again. He was 46 years old until America actually gave him the opportunity to run his own company. And he and he and as in America, I mean, as in investors finally gave him the money to create his Dyson vacuum products. Okay, I want to drink Dwayne Johnson. So Dwayne the Rock Johnson, fantastic. I was talking, I think Brett the other day when we were watching Moana or something, and I was like, you know, if he wanted to run for president, I don't think anyone would stop him. <laughs> no I think one would stop. Him. I think he would actually have a pretty good running in that. Yeah. Um, so Dwayne Johnson, it says, lost his starting spot in college football and ended up moving back in with his parents, $7 left in his name. I also, he, I don't know how he became a pro wrestler, but that's why he's called The Rock, yeah. you know? And then after that, he's like, I'm going to do acting. And now he's, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what you're attracted to or what relationships you're in. Dwayne the John, Dwayne the John Rocks. <laughs> you did, you pulled a Dwayne, knee. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Like, oh my gosh, I saw on Facebook the other day, he posted a picture of him, like, hand-feeding his wife pasta while she was breastfeeding their kid, yeah. and I'm like, Dwayne Johnson could literally, like, raise our taxes and no one would give a <laughs> shit, because they'd be like, we fucking love you, Dwayne Johnson, but yeah. even Dwayne Johnson is a success. Oh, and um, there was another okay. video on Facebook where um, he bought his mother a house. Yep, but... Like, she sat there crying, looking at her Christmas card, and he bought her a house. And I'm yep. just like, ah! Yeah. What the hell? 
So, hate or love him, I know there's a lot of people that dislike him, don't know why, but... Maybe but, because they probably can't be. But I'm not talking about, like, what they stand for. I'm not talking about these people that's what they stand for, or anything like that. I'm just saying that these are people that are became highly wealthy because all they did was set their mind to it, and they just never stopped giving up on what they wanted to go to. So even the very, like, famous, well-known people that we know today... They even had their own bumps in the road, and they even had their own failures before they actually become successful. So, And if you have a lot of failures, that's okay. And if you have one failure, good for you, Home Slice. Why don't you buy me a beer with all the money you're going to have and tell me how the fuck to get my life together? Because <laughs> <laughs> I need it, you know? And, yeah. like, I guess to wrap up this episode, there's nothing wrong with failing. There's nothing wrong with having no idea where you want to go, but just... Just try things out that you think you'll like, and, I mean, worst case scenario, you'll work there for six months and be like, I don't like this, I want to go a different avenue. Because at the end of the day, as long as you're paying your bills, who cares what you do? And also, the biggest thing is, never blame your coworkers for having a bad experience at work. Because every doesn't matter what job you have, doesn't matter how successful you are, you don't have a coworker that you're going really, really dislike, no matter what, or that's going to give you a bad time, and you just got to tolerate them and deal with them because you should because do not let those people get in your way of being successful and happy at a career choice you ended up choosing and you wanted to be there. That sounds like a really like specific personal story to you, Brett. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that in general because I've heard so many times that like I quit my job because I hate my boss. I quit my job because I hate my coworker. And I'm like, did you like your job? Yeah. Why did you quit? Because I hate my coworker. I'm like, why? So when, so don't let other people affect your happiness on that level. And if you really enjoy that work that you do, then keep doing it. Like, don't let anyone get in your way. Because if because if Walt Disney because if Walt Disney would have gone on and say, man, I really hate my banker. I'm gonna go work at um, uh, I'm gonna go flip burgers for the rest of my time. Or or the banks are crooked. Or they, if any of these guys blamed it on something else that they weren't in control of, is that. I, I, I think the biggest thing I'm trying to say is that you do have control. Eventually, you do have control. And I think it can also be said about certain things. Like, um, like for instance, most of my life, I've worked in customer service, whether that be retail, call center, sales, whatever. And, I mean, yeah, your coworkers are going to drive you insane, but it's really good for you to interact with those people so you can figure out how to keep your shit together. So you don't stab anybody on the job because <laughs> that would not be good. Yeah. Um, so I think it's also a tolerance thing. Yeah, definitely a tolerance thing. Like, um, I had one job where my bosses were horrible, but I stayed at the job because I loved the, I loved what I was doing and I liked being there every day. And I was kept told like just ignore your bosses, just ignore your bosses, and it's hard as shit. Yeah, the boss sitting is really hard, but eventually, it's hard. eventually. They'll get what, what's coming to them, mm-hmm. eventually. But yeah, so I guess just in summation, do your thing. If you're not happy in your job, consider another career path. If you have an idea, get that shit out of there. And if you're like, life's unfair, I want to do this shit, then go do it. Yep, and, ne- and, and never blame anyone else for any mistakes. Just own them and move on and move forward. And then... You know, there's no shame in having to find different ways of getting what you want for a job. Because the ideal job, the way I think of it, 
the ideal job is, and Remy agrees with me on this. He's and this is how he he helps me figure out what I want to do. He's like Morgan, is it a chore to get up in the morning to go to work, or do you like doing? Does it feel like you're going to work, or does it feel like you're going to have fun? I'm like, it feels like I'm going to work and I have to do shit. And he's like, yeah, you want a job like. You, you need to find a job where it's not a chore. It's fun and you like it. And so far, I haven't found anything like that. Besides this podcast. This isn't a... Is it, wait, I'm being paid for this? No, not yet. Well, maybe someday. What? <laughs> I didn't know this was a job. What? Yeah, we're providing content for people. We're working hard for people to listen to us. Oh, well... <laughs> I mean, this doesn't necessarily feel like a chore. I'm just being honest. So yeah, yeah. this is the one. I guess this is the one job <laughs> I have where I enjoy. I have no. I didn't know this was a job. Anyways, but yeah. So do you have anything you want to say? Because I've kind of been blabbing. <laughs> um, I think we could close out with some words of advice on how to get on your career path and get going. So if you're if you're like me where you're like, well, this didn't work out, then I would just do what I'm doing and um, just look on job search websites and say, oh, this looks interesting. I like this. Or if you're like, I don't know what I want to do, then just apply for something and get the job and then just work at it while you figure out what you want to do. Because as long as you pay your bills, like you can do whatever the hell you want. And um also, another cool tip is that if there's an industry you really want to get into and you have zero experience into that industry, just go volunteer. Go knock, just go door to door and to businesses and be like, hey, I want to be in this industry and I want to learn what it means to be in this industry, so I want to volunteer here. And because if people start seeing that you're investing your own time without getting paid, then I think a lot of people will see that and recognize that and be like, hey, you know what? You have experience in A, B, and C? Cool, we'll give you a chance when we hire you. All right, then. So. Cool. And then also, um, never set a clear destination to your career path because your mind might change at all times. And the biggest thing is, is that never... Set an endpoint goal. Just always make it a flexible goal. Yeah, that's where my I've yeah. If you are like I'm gonna be doing this by the time I'm thirty or forty or fifty, that's gonna fuck you over in the end because life's gonna change and you're gonna be like, well, what do I do now? That was my goal and those were my plans, and now they're kind of obliterated in space. So, do not do what I do and make try to set out goals for your career future because it's not gonna stay the same. I don't think. Then I thought it'd stay the same for me, and it didn't. And always never go after money. Money will never be the answer, and money will never solve your problems. Even though it may seem like it will solve your problems, it definitely will not solve your problems in the long run. So um, don't try to get rich off of something. Try Don't try to get rich off of like a brand new idea or something. Put in the hard work. Put in the smart work. And you'll see more growth in that than you will see than this having this adding a money value to things. Cool. Is that it? I think so. That's all, right, all I got. Cool. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to be hitting caffeine with a live stream on February seventeenth. What? So we hope you all tune in to that, and um, so just be the best version of yourself because if you don't. 
then everyone else around you is being cheated out of you being your best self and yeah you're letting yourself down and you're letting the other people down yeah there we go yeah there we go i got you and this has been self-help shark have a good day